1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And they all came down to the ladybug's picnic. 1, 2, 3. And we're off. It is Monday, November 6th, 2023 A.D. 9.02 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, guys? Standard Time. I have a guest with me today. I have, I will have Matthew of Caught in the Middle. Matthew with one T. Caught in the Middle 0823 on YouTube. Matthew with one T. C-I-T-M on X. Twitter, Matthew, C-I-T-M. On X, follow him there. He's been on my show, I believe, before. I've been on his show before. At least once, maybe twice, actually. And so we're going to talk about the wars the attack on the veterans and the Second Amendment, and uh, some other mess going on in the world. And you guys can call in, all right? You guys can call in and talk with Hake and Matthew. We'll be reading your Super Chats, and uh, some of them are in response to my appearance on the uh, Modern Day Debate yesterday. Not yesterday, but Friday. Very rudely interrupting Nick and the American Anchor Baby show, by the way. But he had a great show. Um, I talked about is, uh, is the Great Reset real? And I talked about how the Great Reset people are a bunch of liberals. They don't have normal people values. They believe in inclusivity, which ha- is, a, is a, the opposite of actual love. And they believe in sustainability, which is a buzzword for um, globalist socialism in the name of the uh, climate change stuff. You know, it's basically what that is. And so I had a fun time talking with Mark Reed. Mark Reed Atheism on Modern Day Debate. So I got some super chats from that, and you guys can super chat in and call in. 888-77-JESSE. We're on Jesse Lee Peterson's network. 1-888-775-3773. It's some cool music. It's Menomina Monday, and it's Soul Junk Sunday, because uh, we, I don't know, it's kind of like Leftover Sunday. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, the Hague Report, the Hague Report, la, la, la. guys doing i am fine happy men's history month belated men's history month i'm wearing a men's history month t-shirt when it is not actually men's history month maybe we should do say every month is men's history month how's my stream press one for it's great press two for i'm dropping frames press three for uh, it's a little iffy but it seems okay um you can get your men's history month t-shirt it has a Booker T. Washington on it. JCLeePeterson.com. Booker T. Washington speaking. Men's History Month. Uh, August Men's History Month. 
Yeah, somebody said, oh, why are your frame rates so laggy, Hake? Uh, I think every time I get connected on uh, Zoom, it gets laggy. What a mess. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, it's messed. I don't know, I think Nick and Hassan know how to fix it. But, um, I have my guest with me today, I believe. Uh, are you there, guest? Matthew, you have caught in the middle. Nice. Thanks for joining me, man. Tell the people a little bit about you. You've had me on the show before, a couple of times, I believe. Up and coming new YouTube channel. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forget. What was that about? Uh, so much has happened. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, true. So that, you know what? A lot of, a lot of uh, the debates get pulled down and then get put, put back up later. They do go up on audio podcasts, so guys, if you're ever looking for our debates, I believe that they are all generally on the audio podcast on Modern Day Debate, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Because sometimes we may say, oh, guest is muted for us. Oh, is there any way to unmute? Is there any, you know how to do this? No sound. Hey, your audio is working, but not the guest. I can't hear. What a mess. Bro, check the chat. He's in mute. Um, I don't think it's on your end, Matthew. It's on our end. So he was saying that... uh, He was saying that we were on Modern Day Debate together. And we discussed whether... Is it fixed now? Hassan, can you tell if it's fixed? Thumbs up, thumbs down? He has no idea. (laughs) Nick! (laughs) Someone get Bill! Silent praying in his crate. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, complicated business, folks. There was always... I feel like this has happened before. It happened with... It happened with uh, Ralph a couple of times, too, when we had Ethan Ralph on uh, the JLP show. Calling all experts, calling all experts. Come in, please. Uh, so guys, uh, just so, since you cannot hear the vest, the guest, he said that we had the most agreeable modern day debate appearance because we talked about whether Trump should be arrested. I forgot that that was on modern day debate. That's interesting. And he said, I don't think so. Press... Press 2 if you cannot hear the guest still. Press... Man, we have nobody here. We have no tech guys, tech-savvy people here. Do you have any idea, Hassan, if there's anything that you can hit? Well, I did do something, so okay. um, if he can just, I guess... Me, 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 me. Uh, just... <laughs> press 1 if you hear the guest. Press 2 if you do not hear him. <laughs> 
he's singing, so hopefully we cannot hear him. <laughs> no, I'm playing around. Terrible. <laughs> They're doing this to you on purpose, Hake. Don't put up with this. You think it's sabotage? Yeah, he'll be right back. We'll, for sure, man. Um, somebody asks if you are mixed, what are you? Yeah, but I don't want to ask him that because I want the people to hear him. Don't answer that question yet. We'll, ans- we'll ask that once we get you set. Okay. Um, in the meantime, let me read some Super Chats. Uh, and you can chime in and I'll relay what, they, what you said. <laughs> uh, from Modern Day Debate, Base America First says, Nice debate Friday. Like 10 debates rolled into one. Yeah, I tried to make it real and interesting and talk about what's actually happening. Mark Reed of Mark Reed Atheism seemed to agree that the Great Reset is real, but just a marketing term for smart, green, and fair growth concepts merely discussed by billionaires who have no interest in lobbying governments, interfering in elections, or influencing future leaders. Who decides what is smart, green, or fair? Central planning is communism, always humorous when Australians demonstrate that they don't understand the U.S. or law or claim that they're rational and impartial and then say Trump is totally guilty. I know, that was interesting. I don't know if you caught that debate, uh, uh, Matthew. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The stream was disrupted there on, uh, on Modern Day Debate. On James's end, James Kuntz. Always humorous when Australians demonstrate they don't understand the U.S. a lot, then call that Trump is totally guilty. <laughs> Australia's population is 26 million. Yeah, they can hear fine on TalkStream Live. Nice. So the audio-only listeners can hear the guest. Unfortunately, not the video users. That would make sense. Um, because probably out there in the studio, people can hear. Uh, 84% white is the Australia population. 26 million. Closest state in population to Texas is 29 million, but minority white at 40% white in uh, Texas. Lower if illegals are counted. Analyses of Texas shootings would conclude that it needs common sense non-white reform, but politicians can't get elected on that. I know, I was going to bring up the demographics issue, Base America First. You know, it's mostly, you know, blacks committing these uh, mass shootings that are counted as mass shootings. And then, you know, there are some whites who are committing these things, but uh, what a mess. Oh, thank you. Uh, there's, they're not hearing them on stream. Nick, the American anchor, baby. To the rescue. Here he comes. Pre- uh, s- count, give us a f- count of five, Matthew, so that the chat can say one. one. two, three, four, five. Press one Let's if you heard that. Five. Press two if you did not. Chat. Oh, no. <laughs> I disavowed this. <laughs> Actually, I sing too. Zuzu. Zuzu. Oh, oh, nice. The hate report. The hate report. <laughs> La, la, la. CC on gives a thumbs up. Thank you, CC on with your three coffees. Appreciate the coffees. Base America first. Uh, okay. We are live with Matthew, caught in the middle, 0823 on YouTube. Matthew with one T, 
M-A-T-H-E-W, uh, C-I-T-M, short for caught in the middle. Matthew C-I-T-M on Twitter, also known as X. Welcome to the show, Matthew. They can finally hear you. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me once again. <laughs> uh, Nugget Man wants to know if you are what he calls muddy water. Do you understand what that means? Uh, I think I heard something about a reference towards mixed, as in, uh, uh, I guess we're talking about racial. Or, right. Uh, racial or, or ethnic uh, mix. Yeah. Uh, sure, man. Sure. It seems like uh, America is definitely a melting pot. Um, I am, I think, 20 something percent uh, Native American, or I guess we're supposed to call them indigenous people or first nation <laughs> people or something of that nature now but yeah native americans indians man that how did you grow up calling yourself did you call yourself indian part indian or part white. native american I, i'm white man oh, I'm okay. white. yeah yeah caucasian yeah because i grew up it, they were called american indians and then some of them wanted to call them native americans but i was also taught that if we were born here in america you know we the the native white Americans are the Native Americans. What a mess! Um, yeah, what a mess, man! It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's ridiculous that we have to change football team names. I know all sorts of stuff, and it, it's all feelings based. It, it's all uh, and, and what's really crazy about it is these are decisions being made by Caucasian people, by white people. Yeah, uh, that are making these decisions for others uh, that have been perfectly okay with being called uh, Indians and uh, whatnot for you know, decades, centuries even. Yeah, you're so right. It's catering to people's feelings, which is the opposite of what we need. We've had... And, and it's, Go ahead. And it's catering to white people's feelings. Right. You know, it's, it's catering to the white people, not to them. It's catering to how they feel about how someone else is called. And honestly, it's dividing the whites because they're... I would guess that maybe half the whites or more are not for this, and then some of the whites are are for this, and it's it's just an unnecessary distraction for people to fight about and pretend like they're more loving and more righteous than back in the day. And I don't think that that's yeah. true. When I served in the Army, uh, you know, we all wear a green uniform, and, uh, you know, we all consider one another... We don't really pay much attention to, to skin color, nationalities, ethnicities. You wear a patch on your shoulder, it's the American flag, and and uh, that's what you're serving, right? Yeah. Um, and a, a, a black friend of mine, uh, one of my brothers up in Georgia, um, he told me that, generally speaking, he doesn't understand how elections work because he and his family and those amongst uh, the rest of us uh, veterans now and Army then, uh, black people generally liked uh, Donald Trump. They generally uh, didn't vote for uh, Democrats. And uh, that he thinks that all this televised uh, political nonsense, he thinks that it's a very uh, small minority of uh, people of color and different ethnicities. They're just the loudest ones. He says that uh, the reason that white people uh, get bypassed so much on, on different uh, elections and voting things and whatnot is because the people of color make themselves the loudest. It, it's the very, very small minorities within different groups that uh, are the most polarizing. They're the most entertaining. Yeah. Uh, therefore, they catch all the airtime. You know, even if you look at, say, the uh, LGBTQIA insert alphabet soup uh, community, um, you see a lot of the uh, people that consider themselves uh, 
gay, lesbian, and bi, that uh, and it seems to be a vast majority of them are even coming out against uh, you know, the whole TQIA plus nonsense because it's politicizing something that uh, they've been living with uh, perfectly fine for, for decades now. It hasn't really been a, a talking point for them without this small minority of their group making things so loud. The squeaky wheel does get the grease, and uh, there's something about provocation where there, people like to stir up trouble and provoke uh, anger and infighting and um, feelings of victimhood and all that stuff. And they don't realize that they're part of the victimizers. They're part of the... They are guilty of what they're accusing others of, of doing, which is hatred. They're guilty of the hatred that they're pr- pretending like they want to fight. Um, you mentioned the war. You, be- you mentioned being a veteran. Um, yeah. There's this crazy war in uh, Israel versus Hamas right now in uh, Gaza. Yeah. And it, yeah. it seems like they're wanting maybe to just drive out all the Palestinians in Gaza. Um, and it's kind of taken over. Everybody was kind of tired of the Ukraine war anyway. Not that we're not Sick that we're it. even dealing with the Ukraine war. We're just hearing about it and talking yeah. about it sometimes. But people have people kind of bored with it. They never really cared in the first place. It's just something to fight about and pretend like you care about. And now we yeah. have this thing, and people are yeah. fighting uh, fighting over that and puffing up. And uh, some of them are hating Israel, and some of them are hating the Palestinians, and some of them are hating both. And some of them are yeah. wishing them all well, but I think that I think it comes down like this whole topic uh, generally for for most Americans. You know, I, I don't know. I'm going to throw a number out there, but I'm going to say 98 percent of Americans have never visited the Middle East at all, um, more or less Israel or Palestine. Definitely not Gaza or Lebanon or Syria or Egypt or any of these surrounding countries. And just like you were talking about with Mark being from Australia earlier and having opinions on American politics without any actual knowledge of America um, or how we live. It's just a, a self-perception of, you know, we wake up and eat burgers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with <laughs> extra bacon um, and it's 17 steaks a week. And, you know, we're just tearing down cows daily. Um, it, it, it's the same thing. Americans have no idea what's going on over there. They've never met these people. Uh, They've never visited these countries. They have no clue how war is fought. Um, It's almost as if people's feelings are being hurt because civilians are are tragically uh, dying over there, except that this is war. You know, this is is how war has been fought forever. I mean, do people not think that during World War One and World War Two, where America was so victorious and we, we were so proud, and I'm still proud, um, of winning those wars or even the war against Britain. You know, the people assume that uh, civilians were never killed during those conflicts. I mean, it's quite the opposite. You know, there were hundreds of thousands of civilians killed in these things. You know, what, what's yeah. happening in Israel right now is such a, a small thing. It's very tragic. No one's looking, at, looking for it, you know. Uh, you know, when we were in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, we, we never targeted uh, civilians. Um, but you also can't can't fight in a war or combat scenario, um, you know, against these terrorists, man. Terrorists are, uh, they're not good people. And uh, Americans have a, 
a really tough time because uh, in America, when someone is a, a murderer or a psychopath or, or whatever, um, we, we generally search out reasons. We, we find reasons as to how someone came about doing what they did, uh, you know, whether it's upbringing or, you know, their girlfriend left them or, or whatever, you know, yeah. thousands of things. Whereas terrorists, terrorists, they, they don't need a reason, man. They have, they, they wake up, they're born into something, uh, their faith, and their faith uh, comes with a, a lifelong manifesto that generally doesn't change. Um, and that manifesto is to do whatever their faith says. Well, in, in this instance, um, I mean, it's 100% true that these guys, Hamas, um, terrorists, uh, they have a manifesto, and that's to kill all the Jews. And after the Jews, it's the Christians. And, you know, it's kind of one of those kill on sight, spit on. And it's not the Palestinians so much. It's the terrorists. So what, are the te- what do terrorists do? You know, what do they do in Iraq, Afghanistan? You know, they use people. They use schools. They use hospitals, public areas. Um, you know, I, I guess this is all hmm. something I'm allowed to talk about now, and I won't talk about the years or, or the posts. But I shot artillery while in uh, Iraq. And uh, we don't see, generally speaking, we don't see what it is we're firing at. We're firing miles out. Uh, we're just basically giving coordinates, and uh, we're firing into a grid square. Wow. Um, I mean, we, we, we shot a uh, school up one time. Um, and now I don't know about civilian casualties or any of that other stuff, but we did shoot a school up. Um, it's not something uh, for anybody to be proud of. It, it's an incident of war. You know, these, these, these things happen, and these terrorists are... They don't need reasons, you know, they, they don't care what it takes to, to get what it is, that whatever their objective is done. So Americans have an opinion on something right now. They have no knowledge of just the same as Mark over there in Australia having an opinion about Donald Trump and American politics. When, you know, no disrespect, Mark, but you have no idea. <laughs> you, you have no idea, man. You, you're clueless on this whole thing. You, you think you know about something that you just don't know about at all. Yeah, that was interesting hearing Mark read atheism <coughs> talking about the the fraud civil lawsuit and just saying that anybody else would have been in jail and stuff like that. I'm like, man, it was not a jury trial. It's quite clearly a politically motivated attack on Trump. But yeah, you're right about that. That's interesting what you, your take on the Hamas people, the Hamas terrorists. Um, yeah. What, what would you say... There are people out there who would say, what else are they supposed to do? They're like a minority fighting against a majority. Oh, are we logged? Oh, no, we're logged in as Hake. We're logged in as Hake, not JLP. (laughs) Oh, this is terrible. Uh, Nick, can you come in and fix this login? From Zoom, I'm logged in as Hake and not JC Lee Peterson. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question then we're going to disconnect and then we'll reconnect. What would you say that people, like, what else are they supposed to do? They're, they are like a scrappy fighters who have to do like guerrilla warfare, terrorism type tactics, uh, against a much more capable, powerful, um, technological and rich enemy. Um, so I'll ask that question and you can think about it and get back to me because I've heard all, I've heard all these complaints that. Oh, they're imposing on their land. And so Hamas is standing up for the Palestinians. So we'll see what happens. We will disconnect and reconnect in about a minute or two here. In the meantime, let me read some... I'm going to read some super chats. Uh, 
Uh, oh, this might be. It is now settled that the only thing more G-worded and effeminate than making an adjective out of your name is getting offended over a word. Taking offense over a word is more G-worded than literally being G-worded. Says evil is still real over on uh, Rumble. Thank you, evil is still real. For a second, I thought you were going to be commenting on the guest. So, yeah, that is a... It is womanly to be offended over a word, for sure. (laughs) Making an adjective out of your name. That's interesting. I forget what that's a reference to. Um, What's that? Yeah, disconnect and reconnect. I I think you have to, right? To log me out and log back in. Uh, Scuffed hake report. (laughs) Indeed, what a mess. Uh, Yeah, I agree with you, actually. Evil is still real. I thought you were going to be nasty and vicious, but that's an accurate statement. Do not overreact to words. I totally agree with that. There were some other super chat slash hake chat things I wanted to read. Over from, uh, what else? From the hate chat. There was a missed super chat. I don't know if I read this one from Wrinkle Hands Bing Bong. I love you, Hake. Uh, Gregatron, I read this one. Oh, send the new link when we have it to his DM. Gregatron says, Hake, I don't think anybody should call anybody any racial slurs. I read this. Uh, when I was a liberal, I hated being called an N-word by a white which is typical of a liberal, right? I didn't like when blacks said it either, which is common among the more sensible, honorable blacks, including even black liberals. They don't even use it themselves. I didn't like when blacks said it either. If I'm liberal, becoming conservative, your guest wouldn't help. Art had a point. Meaning my guest from last week, uh, bum, 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 bum. My guest from last week, Krishan the Dawn of Misfit Nation. I don't know. I think that he, if you're looking for the truth, and he told the truth on certain things, I don't think that I can understand it being a distraction, a stumbling block, if you will. I understand it could be a stumbling block. But I don't think it would be a, I don't think that it would be a, um, I don't know, that's kind of, that's playing, I honestly think that's playing mama and being in the imagination, Gregatron, about how other people might take it. I think. Uh, Liberals are very emotional people. As conservatives, we can't play on liberals' emotions. We must use logic. Liberals won't become conservative if they hear us using N-word talk. I don't know about that, man, maybe. Art is right. This is about respect. Who pulls guns on streams? But this guy did not disrespect any of the callers who called in before being disrespected by those callers. And there was some mutual disrespectation, which is not a word, kids, going on. But thank you, Gregatron. I still say... uh, Don't kiss up and cater to their emotions by tiptoeing around that word. Um, I think my guest is back and we are on uh, this other thing. Matthew, caught in the middle, are you there? 
I'm here. Okay, and we can see you, FYI. We can see you. You are in a... Okay. Um, you're in a bunker. <laughs> no, it's not uh, a bunker. It's a particle board. It's uh, a flake board. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, purchased... Uh, the reason my uh, stream's been down for a while, uh, I was having a lot of uh, issues staying uh, schedule-oriented and Wi-Fi issues, all sorts of things. So I actually recently purchased myself a... Uh, shed that i'm turning into a uh, small studio and nice. uh that's where I'm, that's where i'm sitting right now first I, stream out of the new shit i suggest sound uh pads or something to lessen the harshness of like there's some there's a bit of an echo in there or a empty feeling that may help you with your audio just a touch just a touch but yeah. Nice, yeah, definitely. Man. I, I still, obviously, I still gonna get all the walls up and everything at this point. So right I'm supposed to be picking up some uh, lumber uh, this coming up weekend, and I'm gonna do man stuff in here. Step by and, step, uh, man. Pick this place up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. So you and I were talking about. I I brought up the counter to you. You called these people terrorists who were just born and raised to just kill. Uh, Jews and Christians, and then there were ISIS terrorists who weren't so much killing Jews or Christians as just fellow Muslims, and then they would sometimes yeah. kill Westerners publicly on, you know, cut off heads and burn people alive yeah. and stuff like that, who had, in their mind, imposed on their stuff and burned their people alive or whatever. Uh, right. So there is some, there's always like a motive, right? And there is there are people who, I don't think that they're necessarily justifying or giving them excuses but they say what else are they supposed to do this is how they this is how when you're a smaller less militarily capable enemy this is how you fight and you don't have as much rules you do more guerrilla warfare you maybe openly go i don't know if they openly went after civilians or not i don't know what the story is and i haven't really followed it because it honestly like doesn't concern me it's it's for the men over there to deal with but what do you right. say to what do you say to the notion that these people are whether they're friends or not of the Palestinian people? So I I'm fortunate slash unfortunate enough to have uh, spent some time in Lebanon and traveled down to Israel and uh, Palestine visited Palestine. This was in uh, 2010. Um, they had a, a very uh, brief peacekeeping mission there. Um, and I, I'm here to say, man, the vast majority of uh, the Israels get along with the Palestinians. Uh, the Palestinians, in majority, get along with the Israelis. Yeah. Uh, the problem in Palestine is that, uh, you know, everyone gave them uh, democracy and they chose to uh, uh, vote in uh, these Hamas terrorist leaders. Uh, people don't understand how fortunate Palestine's been that Israel's next door as well. I mean, nobody knows this, but Israel doesn't charge them for power and water. Uh, they're not even sophisticated enough, and they've been given all the resources, all the funding in the world to be able to bring these, their infrastructure up to provide for themselves, and they just don't. They're, it, they're governed over by, by terrorists. Now, you, you went, did you go to the West Bank or to Ga the Gaza Strip? Because that's two separate areas, I've learned. <laughs> Um, I traveled through the wall uh, on numerous occasions and into Gaza itself. Okay. And when yeah, you I, say... I've never been to the West Bank. Okay. When you say that they're given the water and, and power from Israel 
for free of charge. I I mentioned that to another guest of mine who's a Muslim who's from uh, Yemen, and he said that, and I've heard also that Israel has blockaded them from getting anything. Yeah, currently, currently, uh, currently, yes. Not just when you say currently, they're turning it off and on on occasion. By currently, Uh, you mean just during this war, but not for years on on end. No, no, absolutely not. They've been treated way more fairly, and and I and I don't need to use that word so loosely. Fairly, as if like these are people that don't deserve something or any of that, any of that thing, any of that nature. Um, you know, this this is war. You know, and they're they're Israel's trying to do whatever it takes to get rid of these guys. The Palestinians don't like them. Yeah. The Palestinians don't love them. Um, I I imagine that so long as this thing doesn't get worse, um, I imagine once Hamas is gone, if Israel can do the job and actually get them out, I think that the Palestinians are going to have parades down the streets. They're going to going to enjoy not just the fact that the war is over and, that, you know, their people, you know, they're, they're going to have their land and so on and so forth. I think they're going to rejoice in the fact that Hamas is gone. They'll have another opportunity to elect new leaders. Um, you know, this place has oil. They've got they've got ports to the ocean. They have every resource available for them to be as significant, if not more significant, than Israel. Wow. It's just the country itself just hasn't. It's not prospering. It's not growing because they have they have terrorist leaders. Yeah, um, and, and that's think, in Gaza. That it's 20, that's twenty years down the road. America's still going to be funding these guys. You know, they're going to be rebuilding the infrastructure that was you know torn down there. They're going to have a brand new city. It's very unfortunate that these events are taking place the way they are, but you can't fight terrorists, army versus army. It's a ridiculous idea that of this whole fairness and what's appropriate and all these different things. When you go to war, bad things happen. War is terrible. It's the worst of humanity. Uh, I don't wish it on anyone. Uh, it's, it's very unfortunate that most of these uh, soldiers over here are probably going to you know, suffer from uh, some some stuff down the line uh, after this event and the people there are going to suffer from some things down the line as well. Uh, but I think that everyone's better off after this. Um, it, it just, it just sucks how they got here. What you said prompted two questions for me. One, uh, you said that they've been getting stuff for free. The Gaza people have been getting stuff for free and they've been supported yep. and they don't have the sense to build up their own stuff. Is that is that sabotage that help sabotage because we've helped the blacks here in America and we've helped other so-called minorities and it's only enabled them to just sink further into their welfare mindset and spoiled mindset and so it kind of sabotaged them from uh, making it on their own. It, it really goes about on how these people take take control and take uh, responsibility for, for what they do going forward, right? You, you take uh, countries like Poland or Germany, and they're prospering. You yeah. know, this is this is obviously 60-plus years after World War II, but it didn't take them 20 years. Within 20 years, they were very prosperous countries uh, with, with massive trade. You know, you take Germany, and they're well-known for all their uh, armories, uh, what they provide, uh, vehicular vehicles, uh, guns, weapons, all sorts of things come out of Germany. You take Poland. Poland's got the largest established military in Europe right now. Uh, I mean, these these people are prospering, and they were some of the their, their countries were probably more torn apart than any other country in the entire world 
at some point in time that was a uh, first world nation and now they're they're at the top of uh, the food chain wow um so True. so it, it really it really just depends on how how but these they, people go about using the funding right but, but oh so germany was funded by by the the allies the or whoever allies after after we like the allies beat the axis which was yep. the uh the global homo of of the present day effectively beat the germans and china i guess china no japan 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 <laughs> and italy and italy and now yeah. those countries are doing pretty well they recovered pretty well but they weren't really f- given a whole lot of stuff for free like the i don't know i don't know i i don't know if you yeah, can yeah if you take if you take germany i mean germany a large portion of germany was completely funded on their infrastructure by america uh, and then a large portion of it was completely funded by uh, the Western countries of Europe, uh, like France, you know, France and Britain and so on and so forth. And uh, actually, was it the, the West Corner uh, was a Russian place. And you see that the West Corner of Germany, it, it's come a long ways now. Um, however, it was also the, the corner of the country that came along the slowest, having been under uh, uh, Russian occupation for, for a while there. Um, okay. I didn't think of Germany as having been subsidized by the so-called West. Yeah, uh, how do you take somebody, you know, you just killed probably, what, 20% <laughs> of their entire country? Wow. And, uh, you turn them into your, your best friend, your, your biggest ally. Those guys are sitting over there in the thick of things right now, and they're like, oh, we got your back, America, even though you just sabotaged our, our oil lines, our oil infrastructure. Oh, yeah. We still got your back, guys. We, we love you. That's because of the that's because of the money that we've been giving them, but that's not continuing I, I to this day. I mean, or is no, it? No, it's not continuing to this day. I, I don't think. I don't think it's continuing to this day. A lot of these countries we do fund for for different quote unquote military services. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Germany's one of those places now. Okay, so uh, but Gaza is such a small place. I have to. It, it just seems like it's a different type of people. It's not like the Germans were already enterprising people who made their own country in advance ahead of that World War II thing that destroyed them. And I know that they got messed up after World War I. World War I, like, they overly punished Germany, and that's partly why Germans were resentful and became, we we got World War II partly because of World War I's aftermath yeah, so we did so we did the opposite in world war ii right world war one we had them paying us yeah what they did to us in world war ii we paid them afterwards to rebuild their country so you so know now they're our friends that sort of before i get to my second point about what you said about uh palestinians and israelis get along getting along that reminds me of what happened with russia i heard i was listening to this podcast interview by one somebody shaw interviewed Eric Prince, E-R-I-K, Prince of Blackwater. And, Bla- and this guy from Blackwater said that 22 million Russians died fighting against the Nazis in World War II. Something like 22 million? It's a lot. That is mind-boggling. Lo- Americans lost 400,000 or something like that, or 600,000. 22 million and now we're like still fighting with Russia, you know, this Cold War stuff and then neocon stuff and 
fake Neo-com fake attack stuff. fake attack on Trump stuff basically is what it feels like. I mean, I don't even understand why we're so and the we are so antagonistic to Russia when we could be getting along with them. Trump had could have had us getting along with them, I think. Yeah, I I don't understand why this uh propaganda continues. I mean, look. Uh, just like with uh, uh, Palestine right now, any news that's coming out of actual Palestine right now, like with the people and their phones and all these, that's all been okayed by Hamas. Nothing goes out of that place without Hamas saying, yeah, that, that's okay to put out there. Right? Even though everybody has these cell phones and all this different stuff, even there, none, none of that news comes out, right? So they're not saying everything they're doing to them. Okay. So the same thing goes with, with uh, Russia, right? We're just fed it everything that we know about Russia. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, I've never been to Russia. I have no idea what Putin's like or the Russians are like or any of that nature. So I'm forced to fall back on people who have. And when I say people who have, uh, for me, uh, I'm going to trust people like uh, various special forces, CIA, FBI, people who've actually spent time there, like uh, Sean Ryan. And uh, they say, look, you know, all that Putin and, and the upper governments of Russia care about is the power, right? Keeping keeping their power, keeping their people. They never wanted to do this whole Ukraine thing. Uh, this was never about wanting to go to war with Ukraine or those countries and that land used to be theirs and all of this stuff, even though that all gets out, right? We, we get things out of context. We get the piece, pieces of context that, that match what Americans want to hear. Yeah. Um, and the same, it, it, you know, so... These CIA guys, uh, special forces guys who spent time there say, look, communist countries, communist regimes are bad, right? They do bad things. Uh, they're doing this and this and this with, with their people. Um, but they don't, they never wanted this war, right? So I, I say let the countries, uh, let them do whatever they're doing, right? It's, it's a different, uh, different mindset than Americans. Americans have a hard time with that. We want to police the entire world if they're not exactly like us. Yeah. Um, except we've got our own squabbles here, right? We've got all these different things. You take a t- country like Turkey, Turkey's doing everything it can uh, to be on America's side for this thing without allowing American quote unquote politics um, into their country. You know, they're, they're trying to keep this whole uh, TIA portion of the LGBTQIA portion <laughs> out of their country. Yeah, uh, they're trying to keep uh, the Bible in their country. They're trying to keep uh, the nuclear structure of families together, and they're trying. To, basically, they're trying to keep all this American mess that keeps us so divided out of their country. So it, it's a it's a mess, man. We have our own messes here. I don't know why we have to be involved with everyone else's. Yeah, I think that we're making things worse by getting involved, like subsidizing Ukraine's war against Russia. Had we not done that, probably the war would have ended quite a while a ago. ago. The killing would have stopped, at least. I'm, I'm sure that there would have been injustices that continue, but there's always going to be injustices everywhere, no matter who's doing what. So I don't yeah. stay out of it and stop playing uh, right. Mama. I, I'm not sure there ever would have been a war there, honestly. I'm not sure this would have ever ever happened in the first place. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I'm not the most uh, well-versed in it, but the way I understand things is that in the 90s, we came to, to some sort of treaty with Russia. Uh, Russia had uh, you know, their, their military forces in Cuba at the time. 
Uh, we wanted them out of Cuba. That was too close to America for us. Um, so we came to some sort of agreement that said, hey, you know, we're not going to try to build up on your border over there. If you just pull your guys out, we'll pull our guys away and everybody's happy, right? We can all be in agreement with one another. Well, look, when we were under Obama, what happened? Russia had to attack Crimea. Why did Russia have to attack Crimea? Well, Obama's trying to make deals over there in uh, Ukraine to uh, bring Ukraine into NATO. And that's the, the one thing that Russia's like, Putin and Russia's, look, we can't, we can't allow it. We're putting yeah. our foot down. You've already taken Finland. You've already taken these other places, and we kind of let it go. But this place is in a, a strategic area, and we can't let you have it. Why? Because they have a seaport there. They have a lot of their uh, trade routes go through the Mediterranean, through Ukraine. And they, they're not going to lose their, their trading ability uh, because NATO wants to be in, in Ukraine. Well, Obama leaves office. Trump comes in. Guess what? We're, we're friends with Russia. We're not talking about NATO anymore. We're not talking about bringing them into the fold. We're not doing any of this stuff. Yeah. What happens the first year at Biden takes office, but then the first year Ukraine gets attacked. Why does Ukraine get attacked? Because Biden's still under Obama. Yep. And uh, Biden starts to talk to, to Ukraine about bringing them into uh, NATO. We were sending them funding to start this thing before it ever actually started. And then we acted like it was a big surprise. You know, now the media is talking about it, but we were already giving them money. Yeah. Just like Taiwan. You take Taiwan and the Philippines right now. Nobody's talking about this, but this big deal that just came through. It, you know, they've got it broken up now or they're trying to pass it. But we're sending money to uh, Israel. And we, you know, they want to send money to Ukraine as well. But 17 billion of those dollars, are, they're trying to send to Taiwan. <laughs> They're trying to get Taiwan prepared. Why are they getting Taiwan prepared? Because they know China is fixing to do whatever China does over there. Right. This is all preemptive. We we understand these things are going to happen. Now, when China actually does it, all oh, big surprise, big big surprise. You know, we, we know that we're infringing on these 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 countries. We know that, and I say we, and obviously I'm talking about just America, but you know yeah. these these congressmen and women in office uh, making these decisions. Uh, it's it's all ridiculous. It's it's all it, look. This presidency, I, this this administration, the directions they're taking us right now are are tearing us apart. Uh, we're failing economically. Um, it everyone says it's a Republican talking point to say, oh, we're borrowing money from China. Oh, you're a Republican. Blah blah. Maga maga. It's the truth. We're borrowing money from China. We're taking money from China to pay our bills with, with no means of paying those bills back yet. What were we doing under Trump? We were paying the bills back. We, we were building an economy. Now we're, it's all falling apart. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but this is all relevant for this mess. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Biden is not a man of peace like he pretends to be. He's weak. No. And that's... And he just goes along with whatever the establishment, the bureaucrats or whatever, who is it, whoever's up there, uh, wants him to do. You, you said he's basically under Obama. It's Obama part three. And I don't even think Obama, Obama was. Part three. And I don't even really think Obama was particularly in charge. He was just on board with all this evil stuff that the establishment wants. You know, the yeah. mainstream media, the uh, phony politicians and bureaucrats. Whereas Trump was a man of peace and respect and unity and just telling the truth. And he had the respect of these, uh, quote unquote, bad guys like Putin, like, uh, Kim Jong-un, these guys, um, even, uh, even Iran, I, I think, uh, would have respected Trump more than they do 
anybody else over here. Because Trump they wants- all did. They, just, there just wasn't any of this mess going on. This stuff is this stuff happens when it, when America dabbles in things they shouldn't, and America wasn't dabbling in these things anymore. We were pulling out of different places. We were, you know, it's like my father used to say: um, everyone will mess with the big guy. Everyone will mess with a little guy. Yeah. But people tend to leave the crazy guy alone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of countries did look at Trump like he's a crazy guy. We just don't know what he's going to do. We yeah. have no idea what's going to happen next. Uh, however, every time it was called upon him to do, he never did anything. Unless right. someone did something to earn it. But every time it was called upon, what did he do? He, you know, I'm going to have to use a little language here. Uh, but he quote unquote bombed the shit out of them, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, j- just as he said he would do. His exact words, um, you know, Russia stepped out of line there in Syria. What was it? Three hundred Russian soldiers in the Wagner Group got killed in a big bombing incident because they they got out of line in uh, Syria. Oh. said, no, bro, you're, you're in our way. You so the bombing of, of our way. so the bombing of Syria killed Russians. Uh, the Wagner's group. The, the Wagner Group. Uh, look, I, I don't remember the entire thing. However, the, the Wagner group, you know, America and Russia had serious split north and south. And America was in the south. Russia was in the north. OK. And they, they kind of had a neutral zone that they stayed out of. Right. America doesn't go into that zone. So nobody gets it. Russia doesn't go into this zone. Well, the Wagner group, some Russians went into the American zone. The Americans called them up on the radio, said, hey, you got anybody there? They said, no, nobody's there. Called them again. Let me talk to somebody else. Called them two or three times. And uh, at the same time, they're calling, you know, whoever in America, whoever's making the decisions. Hey, you know, we've got these uh, Russian soldiers. We're looking at them with a drone right now. They're in our zone. We've asked them. They're not supposed to be there. They said, bomb the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. They went in and they destroyed every vehicle uh, in this uh, patrol mission or whatever they were doing, this, this scarabang group. Uh, they destroyed all the vehicles, killed a bunch of Wagner people. We never heard about it in America. Why did we never hear about it? Because, one, it would have given Trump credit. And two, Vladimir Putin was like, oh, we made a mistake. It was a mistake on our part. We don't, yeah. It doesn't need to go any further. You know, We respect each other. It's obvious that this was a mistake on our part. Hey, thanks for letting us know. Thanks for not doing more. <laughs> right. That's interesting, man. I was not aware of that. Because I remember when he bombed part of Syria, and I don't, I don't remember hearing about deaths but of course, there's going to be deaths with a bombing for the most part, right? Um, yeah. Wow. I remember people being very upset when he did it because they were concerned that it was going to spark more war. But Trump was not a man of war. No. That's interesting. Okay. I want to get back to this point that you made about uh, most Palestinians and most Israelis get along. I yeah. find that's the case with everybody, blacks and whites, as long as there's not some uh, point of contention exposed or uh, strained resources, hard times, you know? When there's harder Mm -hmm. times, then there's going to be more crime, more jealousy, more... Because you're not well fed or spoiled enough to just uh, be content with what you have. You start um, nitpicking and nagging and there was in it. There was like a division exposed uh, on my show last week because somebody said the N word, and I thought of him as part black. But the blacks who heard him say the N word thought that he's just a white. And you, we all know the silly double standard where blacks can use the N word and whites can't, and non-blacks 
are not supposed to, but Mexicans do it anyway, but nobody else generally does. They kind of respect it, except for some whites right. do use it. I notice that anytime there's like a disagreement, that division actually does get exposed. So there actually is underlying hatred between normal, ordinary people. Because I believe all people are evil and just are just hate-filled, emotional people who will turn on anybody, their best friends, their own family, uh, there's natural fissure between black and white. The devil will feed that suspicion, oh, he's treating me this way because of this, because of my race or whatever. So I think that there is an underlying, like a war going on in people's hearts and minds and just spiritually. Um, But that's underneath the surface. And not outright uh, violence all the time. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely. Uh, they take their faith a lot more seriously, for lack of other words, than than, <laughs> than we do here in America. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of color division there amongst skin color, so much as uh, the way that. Uh, People worship and the seriousness of uh, their faith, um, and so there's definitely contention in in that mannerism. Uh, but as far as just like here in America, you and I can generally walk through almost any neighborhood or down any street in America, and we can pass various people, different nat- nationalities, ethnicities, people of various skin colors, and there's no problems. There's you know, these, these people aren't just out here hunting one another and killing one another. They are terrorists. Yeah. A very, very small group that will take opportunities to do bad things. Yeah. And start start bad bad trouble. Um, and it's a very small group. Um, but it's enough, you know. It's just like you talked about earlier, the squeaky tire, right? Yeah. Well, the squeaky, the squeaky tire did it, made a big mess right now, and and uh, just like no one was going to try to tell America, you know, hey, no, listen, guys, we, we need to wait after 9-11. We need to wait a minute. Let's let's think about this. Let's let's not do anything bad. You know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just hang on. Let's, let's give them an opportunity to, to explain what happened here. Nobody's going to nobody's listening to this. Nobody's yeah. going to pay attention to this. No. What do we do? We have to we have to defend our country. We're going to go do whatever it takes to eradicate the people who did something bad to us. And uh, that's what they're doing, and I, I don't understand why we're we're telling them not to do that. What's the what's the big deal here? I don't understand. We have Congress men and women who who are openly pro terrorism, like they're they're very <laughs> open in supporting a terrorist group. They all but said it. You know, anytime it's brought up, you know, oh, do you understand that you're do, do you support Hamas? Oh, well, they're killing Palestinians. Look, let me ask you again. Do you? support the terrorist group Hamas. Oh, they're killing Palestinians. They won't answer the question. What they're saying is, yes, I support terrorism. Yes, I support Hamas. Uh, they, they were just, uh, Israel was getting what it deserves. They, these civilians in Israel, were just they just got what they deserved for this atrocity that's been happening to, to this, this small country uh, that wasn't even on a map 70 years ago. This place wasn't even on a map. What was Palestine? There was no Palestine, you know? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think, too, that 
somehow or another you're you're taking these people's land away and all this stuff. Look, it, it, you know, hey, you're a, you're a, uh, a Christian. Uh, you know, you, you, I'm sure you take uh, the quote-unquote good book, the uh, Holy Bible, uh, pretty strongly, and the words there, there within. Look, these these uh, Jews were here thousands of years ago. They were they were the quote-unquote first peoples. You know, the Hebrews, the Israelites. Um, this is this is biblical. Um, the the Bible is one of the oldest books in the world right now, if not the oldest. It's technically still all together. And it talks about the Israelites being in Israel, where it's at right now. And uh, it's, it's somehow or another someone's taken land from someone and someone's got someone in an open air prison. Oh, look, Israel could eradicate this place in, in minutes if they wanted to. They've, they've been helping these people get along and uh, they, they've, they're doing something good over here that this war is is taking away from and bringing out the worst in people with opinions. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the people who are supporting um, supporting Hamas or saying that criticizing Israel for attacking Palestinians. Um, Rashida Tlaib is a Palestinian Muslim woman herself, I guess, raised in Detroit, or at least she's representing Detroit. And she's an enemy of Americans running her mouth about this other issue. And there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of people um, falling all over themselves to supporting Israel, too. And I don't like that either, because when I see bipartisan politicians supporting anything, I'm suspicious of it. I'm not for yeah. it. And, uh, you know, the only guy I, I trust to support Israel in the right way is Trump, <laughs> because he's not going to start, like, he was proven. He didn't, he didn't get us into any unnecessary wars. And right. he was responsible with money. These people are not responsible with money, and they don't have any love for Americans the way that Trump has shown. Like, he wanted to close the border. He wanted to send the illegals back. He wanted to prosecute Hillary. He was stopped from doing a lot of those things. He wanted to bring unity. He told the truth about the race issue in America, for the most part. He kissed up in ways that I wouldn't have done. But none of these other people are doing anything close to that the rhinos and Democrats. So I'm not really surprised that they're losing because they are, they are starting to lose. The tide is turning in the, um, in the support for Israel. It's turning more towards, Oh, you know, Palestinians have had, uh, a raw deal in a lot of ways. And Israel's, uh, getting us in a lot of these wars and Israel has undue influence and all that stuff. And some of that may be true, but I think that the problem is we have, most people still have evil hearts. So they're awakening to some things that's true, but they still have evil hearts. So only evil is going to continue to come from this. Yeah. Where were, where were all these people before October 7th, too? Where was Ilhan <laughs> Omar and Rashida? Where were they at before before this war started, you know? I haven't heard them talk about Palestine a day in Congress yet. And now all of a sudden, a terrorist group does something bad, and a country responds to a terrorist group. Yeah. Uh, no, di- no different than any country in the entire world, any, any established country, first or second world nation, even a third world nation, no different than how they would have responded to a group of people attacking their country. 
you 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 fight back and you use whatever means necessary. And it seems like they 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 keep talking about fairness. Oh well, of course they're allowed to the ones that the ones that are quote unquote caught in the middle of this thing. Yeah. Oh, they should they should fight this war more fairly to 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 keep the civilian casualty down. Well, it'd be like asking America to retire their air force. Hey guys, we're gonna fly you guys in on civilian planes now into a war zone, and uh, the bad guys don't have X Y Z. Uh, militarily so we're going to reduce you down to what they have and uh you know we want you to go in there and we want you to trade man for man you know if we send four hundred thousand people there and against a, a four hundred thousand man army well we want it to come down to about the last ten thousand before we start negotiating and it's it's ridiculous right it, it, it to ask it, it's ridiculous the whole thing's ridiculous all these congress people who've never been there they have no idea what they're talking about they yeah. just want to give money away, and they're probably profiting off of it the same way they are in Ukraine. Interesting, man. You know, um, I'm going to get to a break here, but first I want to get to a call I have for you. John in Kentucky is on the line. Um, John in Kentucky. Kentucky John, thanks for calling, man. You're live with Matthew with one T of Caught in the Middle 0823. Yeah, man. I, hey, just, I wanted to- Oh, John in Kentucky, you're... You're not supposed to be calling this. I thought it was a different John in Kentucky. That guy's banned. That's not actually John in Kentucky. Okay. Um, yeah, that was Hamza. Hamza's banned. He's a snake. Um, I got to take a break, man. Are you able to hold over? I want to talk to some about some other things afterwards. Yeah, absolutely, man. Okay. Guys, I'm this... I'm going to grab a drink of water. Sounds good. All right. This is Soul Junk Sunday. Uh... Eyes externally from the 2000, I believe, album, 1956. Hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. I'll be right, we'll be right back for the rest of hour two and your calls. Hang tight.
enough time on clocks, hours, and days. Building city blocks from the sun dry clays. Embraced by strong grass. We be the early people fight for at least one chance. For a sequel, for a data preparation torn by our fascination on what pays in these worn out days. Feet sore from walking life's giant maze. You gotta keep preparing the wearing and tearing of your souls. Keep strides right, staying on track in this rat race for the cheddar. Getting zapped electrica, something got to let you know that you're taking the wrong path. Maybe a wrong right, only one left or a right wrong. Keep the math, but don't hold your breath because it's the rat race for the finish line. Goals and dreams that could be mine. Make sure it's a checkered flag, not a black flag. That's poisonous, that will poison us and seize us. Like the engine with no oil on the hot straight away. Left in the wrecking yard just to rush away. Good morn, wake up, look outside, it's a dusty day. We live in city blocks built by the sun dried clay. Hold your head high and make sure we just don't wash away. Protect yourself when the clouds turn gray. What a mess. It's Christian. It's white, actually. Soul Junk, it's Christian. That's why we call it Soul Junk Sundays. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through the beautiful music. Check for any more super chats. A super chat from uh, Spoiler Alert bought a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash The Hake Report. Turning off the water to all of Gaza. Oh, this is a. Uh, this may be for Matthew. Matthew, caught in the middle. Are you there? I am. I'm here. Okay, nice. Press one if you guys hear Matthew of caught in the middle. I think it should be working. Press two if not. Spoiler Alert bought a coffee. Turning off the water to all of Gaza is collective punishment which is a war crime on its own, he says. What who, say you? Whose water is it? Who, who, who owns the water? Who owns the rights to the water, right? If, 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 if I'm, you know, if I'm in uh, Georgia going to war with someone like Florida, you know, except I'm not going to war with Florida, I'm going to war with some, some gang, you know, some Mexican cartel gang or some, you know, whatever gang. And uh, say that that gang is, is isolated to one city, let's say Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm Georgia, and I've been supplying the power and water for Jacksonville, Florida now for decades. Uh, and I've been trying to help those people out. You know, I've been doing them a big favor. You know, whoever's in charge of Jacksonville, Florida, this, this bad gang, they've been uh, uh, running this place in a, in a bad way. They've been keeping it down about the same way it is now in certain parts. They've been keeping this place down, but I own the water. I have the infrastructure. I, I'm the one providing the water and electricity. Well, if I want to get rid of these these bad guys, I'm not going to keep giving them the means to fight back. Um, it's it's very unfortunate for the civilians there. It, it's extremely unfortunate. Uh, honestly, I, I I have enough of a heart. You know, I, I served in Iraq. Uh, I've seen. Uh, the vast majority of these peoples in these different places are good people, 
genuinely. Um, actually, in, in, in one instance, in one instance, uh, myself and I'll call it the group that I was with, we were actually hidden. Uh, we were being uh, we were in a bad situation. We were actually hidden in someone's home. And uh, the bad guys came, and these people were like, "Look, they're not here. They took up for us, right?" Um, and these, these, so there's good people there. There's a lot of great people, and I do feel terribly for them. It, it's something that uh, changed my heart on uh, the the view that I had of Middle Easterners while serving. Um, so, so I genuinely have a solid, good heart for these people, but. It's war. It's nasty. It's it's tragic. It's it's not a a pretty thing. There's no way of of going about war fairly. Yeah. Um. You you fight to win. That's what you know. If your guy Trump, you know, that's what Trump said. You know, if we go to war, we go to war to win. Yeah. Why fight? Why do anything otherwise? Why are we holding ourselves back? Why would we tie our hands uh, to fight the bad guy? Right. You don't you don't give yourself a handicap. You know the- uh, that's unfortunate, but it's, it's reality. That reminds me of the rules of engagement that I heard about from the Obama administration, basically like tying you guys' hands behind your back to where you couldn't fire unless fired upon. And not even then you had to call it up Uh if you were shot at. Like, let's say that, you know, you're on a convoy. I I think I I told you about this. uh, Yeah, you might have. Tell me again. Yeah. So if you're on a convoy, we were on a convoy. I'll tell you, I'll talk about reality. We're on a convoy one time. We had what we counted to be five rounds of ammunition, normal rifle rounds shot at us. Um, no one was hurt. There were, you know, were no casualties or injuries or anything like that. Uh, but we do what's called, we go into a corral formation. So your vehicles go into a circle and it's to, you know, to, de- to defend 360 degrees. Uh, but we knew where the fire came from. We didn't actually see them, but we're artillery, so we can shoot still. Uh-huh. Um, well, our commander, who was a lot of people were promoted under what we call the blue book standards, the Democrat standards. Um, our leaders uh, did not allow us to shoot back. They wanted to call these shots in to someone on post. Someone on post needed to call America and ask for permission for us to be able to fight back against someone that, that shot at us. Well, this takes, you know. 10, 15 minutes, you know, the bad guys we didn't even see are now gone. So it's you know, back in formation, you know, let's just keep traveling on the road. Yeah, your hands are tied behind your back with the rules of engagement. Yeah. Like, and here's, here's another thing. Does anyone think that bad guys or does anyone think that we or any, any nation going to war, do they not think we're going to attack people's infrastructure or they're not going to attack ours? Do we think that someone's not going to go cut the power from our, our grid right. to a place like no, this is a very common thing. I don't even know why it's being called a war crime to cut the power, cut the water to a place. This is very common. This is a normal thing. What do we do in Germany? We isolated Hitler down to a certain certain place. We cut all their all their resources off. We took out all the railroads, all the roadways, all their trade routes, all their ways of supplying themselves and their people. And this is how you win a war. Since when is this a war crime? I don't. Is it a war crime because there's civilians in the area? Because Every war that's ever been fought in the history of humanity has had civilians. Right. Like, uh, and you cut it off, right? What did they do with a castle? If you were in a castle or you had walls around a fortress, they surround your place. They don't let anything in or out. They wait for you to start starving to death and you surrender. Yeah. This is, this is, when is this a war crime? 
it's a siege. It's like, uh, and it's interesting too because the um, the most vulnerable people are the ones who suffer the most, not Hamas so much because Hamas has yeah. They have the stored stored stuff for, for themselves, so they're not really suffering from this. At yeah, this just point. like the, the king and the the king in the castle was the last one to start starving. Right, you know, uh, his people can starve to death, and they're not supplying the rice back down. And you know, even a good king, good king might supply a little, but not a lot. Yeah, they're going to keep themselves and their family alive. What's Hamas is going to do the same thing? Yeah, uh, and, and at some point, these Palestinians are going to start ousting them. This is where they're at. Come get these guys out. We really want our our rights back. We want our, our flower back. You know, we need our power back. Yeah. Um, it's just the way it is. You know, at some point somebody opens the, uh, the gates and lets down the, the portcullis and, uh, lets the, lets the, the quote unquote bad guys in to end all this crap. There is a lot of resentment, uh, towards Israel, uh, from both the left and the right nowadays, the younger people, um, yep. and some of the older ones because of, how much support that America gives them, and because there is, um, you know, there's people who, are, who you know, the dual loyalty thing, people who are supporting Israel be, partly because they're citizens of both places in the government, in our mm-hmm. government, and there's a lot of subversion of American values that are very unchristian. And they blame Israel for that, or at least the Jewish people here for that, because the Jews tend to be more liberal and not normal Christian-valued people. And then also, like, there's wars, like, we give them war support, uh, money, and go go and fight over there sometimes, I guess. I've heard that we've, that part of, well, I heard that Bibi wants us, and I don't know if it's true, to go to war with Iran um, for Israel, on Israel's behalf. And I don't think I would be for that. I like Bibi, but I don't think that I would um, be for a war with Iran. We have a thing as Americans where we we don't like to think about the fact that, say, the the Christian Christian community. There's 32,000 denominations. Each one, each denomination thinks it's the only denomination. It's the only (laughs) way Uh uh, to to get to heaven. you, You only have these different routes to get to heaven, different routes to get to hell. Uh, and, and the same thing goes for the Jews, right? I do think that there are, there is likely to be a quote unquote evil group of Jews. Right. However, there's several quote unquote denominations, different sects of the of Jewish people. Uh, they're not all tied to the same, you know, if someone blankets Christianity, well, then if you're Baptist, um, you say the Pentecostals are going to hell because they're trying to talk in tongues. <laughs> and if you're a Pentecostal, you're saying the Baptists are all going to hell because they don't, they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know. It's if, the same thing with the Jews. I don't know if we think each other are going to hell. I think we just think each other are crazy, but maybe still going to heaven. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I get your point. But that, that doesn't really satisfactorily. What would you say to people who are... Okay, here's this question. Would you yeah. be for... The, the rhinos and the Democrats want to support, uh, send a whole bunch of money on top of what we already give to Israel and to Gaza, humanitarian stuff and military help. Would you be for us doing that? I'm willing to pay for something in trade, right? I think if there is a trade, a trade-off, our money provides something. 
Uh-huh. Um, I think that it's like anything else. Well, we've been paying Israel for intelligence, uh, intelligence, and uh, Israel's like the it's like the the queen on the chessboard, right? Uh, if something happens in the Middle East, we can absolutely one hundred percent expect their loyalty. Uh, we can one hundred percent absolutely expect them to be their boots on ground with us if something happens. But more 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 importantly, it's just the intelligence about what's going on, and it, it, a lot of it's stuff that you or I'll never hear about uh, all that stuff happens in this intelligence gathering community where they deal with it up in Congress. And there's always all sorts of stuff going on in that, that crazy area of the, of the world. That's part uh, so of my if problem. They're, if they're providing a good, yeah. then I, I'm good with paying for goods and services. Right. I'm not okay with us uh, funding a war. Uh, yeah. Not, like if if we're already giving them what is it three or six billion a year or something like that, we shouldn't be giving them more than that. We're we're paying for a service. We're not paying extra mm-hmm. for you to go to war with someone. Like uh, no, we we pay for what we're getting in return. Yeah. We don't get anything in return for you, you know, fighting Hamas, fighting Palestine. There's nothing there for us. We don't get anything in return for you trying to fight with Iran. Um, but there's no return on, on our on our funding. I, I'm not for any of that. And you know what? The um, I'm sure that there is a give and take, but it's give and take from by people managed by people who are not friends of America. Like I don't consider much of the intelligence community, the ones that I see in the public eye anyway, and maybe even some of the rank and file ones. They seem like a bunch of liberals who are like enemies of the Americans and whites and Christians, you know. <laughs> And then the, yeah. the politicians, yeah, too. The politicians are, are weak, and they don't have... You know, they're going to be like, oh, the trade-off is some, some trade-off that's not beneficial to, like, the normal American people. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, we can't trust our own government to yeah. use our funds the way that they're supposed to be used. And we can't trust the departments that the funding is going to to uh, act accordingly for the American people uh, or just doing their jobs, just doing their jobs in general without a, without a personal bias. Yeah. Um, we, we can't trust any of them. And, and that is the truth. Um, and that sucks. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, just to bring a, a kind of an equivalent, you know, was it two or three years ago, uh, the guy over in Britain was saying Elon Musk could end world hunger. With X amount of money. <laughs> I Elon saw Musk says, Elon Musk says, okay, if I can end world hunger, you send me a plan. You show me how the money is going to be used to do this, and I'll send you the money. But I'm not sending you a money for you. I'm not sending you the money for you to disperse to your government buddies, and right. bureaucrats, and then send, you know, 15 bags of flour to a country, put it on video, and say, look how great we are. We spent $5,000. And we kept five point five billion dollars. Yeah, like we're, we're not doing any of that. Right, it's the same thing. We we send money. All of us pay taxes. Uh, we're already paying more taxes than we ever should. Uh, True. And now they, you know, what? How are they using the funds? Because no one's. I'm not going to say no one. The vast majority of us are not doing better because of it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it sucks. But uh, again, I'll fall back on it. I'm willing to pay for a good and a service. Um, and the value of that good and service, not overcharge, right? Um, not overly pay for it. And I'm not willing to, 
I'm not for paying money into a company that someone in Congress gets a kickback on. Yeah. Um, so makes sense, man. It sucks. I, I have a call and a f- couple, few more Super Chats. I want to finish off these Super Chats. Spoiler alert has a follow-up, Coffee. It's not a matter of religion, but rather ethnicity and genetics. When, quote-unquote, anti-Semites talk about the Jews, quote-unquote. Do you follow what he means there? Yeah, there's, there's anti-Semites and there's Semites and there's all these people. There's always going to be people, right? I, I'm not understanding how, how he'd like for me to answer the question, but it's, maybe it's, it's, not even a, it's not even a question. I think he's talking about um, when, uh, when people have resentment towards the Jews. It's not for their, the Jewish religion. It's more, well, he's saying ethnicity and genetics. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. When we're, okay, when the people who are called anti-Semites talk about the Jews, they're not criticizing the religion. They're criticizing the people who are ethnically, genetically, uh, quote-unquote Jewish, like Ashkenazi Jewish, for example. And, And it's not just because they're that. It's because they fall into a certain line of, um, you know, having loyalties to other than Christian values, other than, right. um, you know, smearing the whites yeah. for this racism thing and stuff like that. There's reasons yeah, behind I, this. I, I 100% agree. Again, there's, there's different sets. You know, there's just like Christianity, there's different denominations. Well, those Jews are going to hold themselves in some circle of their own, right? They're yeah. the, the one percenters, just like we have... Uh, uh, with the strings attached to our, our congressmen and women, you know they have that in the the Jewish community as well. Yeah, I it's yeah it's not about even sect because many of them like they all many most we'll call it at least not all most have circled the wagons in quote unquote defense of Israel. Um, mm-hmm. Like whether you're a pretty far left liberal like Sarah Silverman. Or you're a pretty right-wing conservative like Ben Shapiro. They are all for Israel putting the smackdown on Hamas. And similarly, they were all kind of brashly, not brashly, they were all kind of anti-Trump. And then, you know, Prager and, and uh, Shapiro softened a little bit on Trump and started supporting him once they, once they saw he was more reasonable than they were expecting or something. I don't know. Right. But uh, it is interesting that people fall into an identity pretty quickly uh, when, there's, when they feel like they're pushed in a corner or something. But, it's, it's another one of those things. I, I wish that these people wouldn't have opinions on things they have no idea about. Even, even if, you know, oh, you've, you've got, what's his name, Dan Goldman over there. He's a Jew. And he's all for Israel and uh-huh. all these different things right now, you know. Dan Goldman's been to Israel five times. He spent like a total of 30 days of his life in Israel, maybe. That's a U.S. And, representative, and he, right? Democrat, 47-year-old right, right. out of D.C. area. Um, yeah. Okay. New York. Okay. He, he spent maybe 30 days of his life in uh, Israel. Probably okay. never been to Palestine. Probably never been to Gaza. Probably never saw any uh, discourse between them. Never had an opinion on Israel-Palestine relations any of this stuff, all of a sudden this event happens October 7th, everybody's got an opinion on something they have 
no idea about. They, they, all they know is what they're reading on the media and what their constituents are. Really, yeah. not even their constituents. I, I don't even think most of these people have constituents in their favor. Yeah, I think it's just whatever polarizes them the best. Right. That's so, true. And, and that, that's right. That's right and left. That's both sides. Yeah, indeed. Um, one last quick super chat before we get to calls. You guys can call in 888-77-JESSE, 1-888-775-3773. Matthew on YouTube, or Matthew on YT, two Ts with this Matthew, says, great job on MDD, Modern Day Debate Friday, Hake. Yeah, thank you, man. He says, one question for Matthew. Matthew with one T of Caught in the Middle, 0823. What's his reasoning? What's your reasoning, Matthew, from Caught in the Middle? For being so involved in other countries' strife, if you're an American veteran who also witnessed how poorly things go when we involved ourselves in policing the globe in Afghanistan, Iraq, etc. Hey, look, I'm, uh, again, I'm not for this war. I'm not for providing for this war. I'm not for us being involved with this war. Um, the only money I think that Israel should be getting is what we were already giving them, and that's for a good or a service. Um, yeah, whatever these countries decide to do, they should be able to do. Israel decides to defend itself, well, it can defend itself, right? It can defend itself without us. Um, much like, uh, you know, America can defend itself without Britain. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that, that I'm not waging it on anything other than that. I'm waging it on the fact that people shouldn't have an opinion on something they have no idea, no earthly clue about what's actually going on. Right. Okay. It, that makes sense. I, I follow that. Evil is still real on Rumble. It's more like an extermination of pests rather than a war between people. You know, aside from the dehumanizing language that I disavow, I kind of see his point. Uh, because, like, it's not a fight. It's just smash the smash Hamas because they can't really do much to Israel anymore, right? Yeah, they're not going to. They're not faring very well in open warfare. That's for sure. Yeah, they, these tunnels. These tunnels may be a different story, right? Once True. Israel actually goes into these tunnels, it might. Uh, they might be fighting on more equal footing. Hamas might even have an advantage in, in different ways. Right. Um, there are have, there have been uh, Israel casualties. Uh, actually, their tanks are being pretty jacked up over there, and all the people that that are in their tanks. Wow. They're being jacked up, you know, by the dozens. They're, that's probably hundreds of vehicles down now, which means that thousands of, of Israeli soldiers have been put down as well because they were in the vehicles. Yeah. Um, so they are suffering casualties, but Israel, just like America, America's not putting out how soldiers die every day in Iraq or Afghanistan when we're at war over there. All we're talking about how, how great we're doing. Yeah, you know? true. Uh, the footing, the ground that we're, we're making, you know, when, what we've done today, how many bad guys died today? Not how many Americans died. It's that's terrible. what uh, that's what the, the winning side is able to control history, right? And it's the propaganda. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because it seems like uh, Israel is kind of losing the propaganda war, at least here in America. Like the um, except, I mean, the mainstream establishment is saying, "Oh, Israel has the right," but there's a whole lot of pushback from across the board. Both well-meaning and evil-hearted people are able to criticize, like. I don't Many want to sides. call people soft. Yeah, I, I don't want to call people. I don't want to use the term soft so loosely because I do think that people should care about human death. Yeah, I do think that people should 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 not ever feel good about any anyone dying, right? Unless they're you know 
anyways. Right. But there's certain kinds of people. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anybody should ever feel good about it. And I don't want to call people just soft-hearted because uh, they should care. But people are soft-hearted. That, that's just the that's the truth of it. This is war. It's yeah. nasty. It's, it's tragic. And it, you're going to have a lot of tragedy involved. And it, it, it sucks that, you know, one or two videos a day can come out of Palestine, you know, of, of X, Y, and Z events that t- took place that day. And some civilians were tragically killed um and that somehow or another outweighs it's getting more publicity than you know the girl who was uh taken advantage of yeah uh and her body left limp and lifeless uh in deep clothes uh in the back of a truck while the the terrorists uh were dancing and, and singing music and stuff around her body yeah. And that, that gets less publicity than what happens on, on one side, you know, it's because people people have soft hearts to it. They should, but it, again, it's it's war. People just aren't used to there being so many cameras, so many phones. They're not used to seeing what happens during war. And it, it's it's really affecting people. Yeah. Um, and, and in any and probably on both sides the, there are individuals or little groups of people who get carried away beyond what Hamas would want for PR reasons or whatever, or Israel would want for, for PR reasons or just human decency reasons. Because when you're in the midst of fighting, you get carried away and evil takes over, evil possesses you, and you do crazy things. We heard about that type of thing happening in like Vietnam and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of it was propaganda from the soft-hearted liberal media and propagandists, but I'm sure yeah. that that happens. I mean, it's evil is in people. There's no way you could you could be a soldier, the most hardened hardened guy, and uh, you can have a have a shootout. I'm gonna I'm gonna use terms for YouTube. <laughs> uh, you can have a shootout in a village in Iraq or Afghanistan or anywhere, and your shootout kills fifty bad guys, and uh, Two quote unquote good guys, women, kids, whoever. Um, I've never seen a soldier go up to even the bad guy and feel good about what happened on that day. Yeah, I've never seen it before. I've seen hundreds of thousands. I've worked with hundreds of thousands of different uh, American soldiers. Uh, worked with some uh, Australian soldiers actually, Mark Reed. Um, I worked with some British guys, some Israel Israelis. I've never seen anyone happy. I've seen us happy that the conflict that we were just involved with is over. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone walk past a body and feel good about it. Right. Like it's, it's not a comforting thing. This isn't something anyone wants. Um, it, it's things that happen, you know, like the pest control thing. Well, we want to get rid of roaches and, uh, I'm not sure if anybody or everybody's ever used these, but you have roach bombs. You know, you set them off, it lets out an aerosol, and uh, that aerosol doesn't just kill the roaches. It kills all the insects. It kills, you know, many of the small reptiles and stuff. You you know, you might be like me, and you like seeing the frogs at your door. (laughs) Frogs are the good guys, but they're dead too, because you want to get rid of the roaches. Um, Unfortunately, it's casualties, man. It's it's casualties in these things. Yeah. Crazy. Um, 
Let's get to a call. Frederick in Los Angeles, California, has been on hold for quite some time. Frederick, thanks for calling and holding. You're live with Matthew of Caught in the Middle, 0823. What's up, Good morning, Hank. Good morning, Matthew. How's it going? Good morning, good morning. Going well. All right, all right. I like your views. I like your views. I was wanting to know if you was with um, the one state that Benjamin Netanyahu is trying to create, or do you think it should be a two-state? I think that it's gonna. I think that it's gonna be a two-state solution in the end. Um, okay. I, I don't think that. I think that those people are used to having their own land. They call it their own land. They believe it to be their own land. They believe they should have their own government. They, sh- they believe they should govern themselves. So I don't know how uh, Israel would incorporate that into their own country. I'm not sure that anyone else in Israel or, or their Congress, now, again, this is an opinion. I'm using an opinion right now on this part. Uh, but I'm not sure. I, I think that a lot of the Israeli Congress has even turned on Netanyahu about uh, the whole one-state solution. Why? Because, well, it's the same reason Egypt doesn't want these people coming into it, right? If you were to bring this country into your own country, well, you're bringing problems. You're bringing a lot of problems. Uh, you're bringing a lot of uh resource issues, a lot of uh, social issues um, into your own country. And you don't want that. You know, you don't want that. Irish, before you you ask your second question, Irish Repub 84 says it'll be two state if one is a puppet. That's how the West does it. It's possible. Definitely possible. No, it'll be. Okay, let me me ask you this. I think that they aren't even worried about Palestine and the uh, main goal is to go to war with Iran and take their oil and break up OPEC. Because America is depending on what we go to war for all the time, and that's the oil. Yeah, I, I think that the uh, military-industrial complex is certainly behind a lot of this stuff. I think that it's very odd that, what, uh, making up a number here, but six or eight months ago, uh, the Biden administration and its followers were coming out about anti-Semitism. Well, at the time, I, I, you know, uh, this sounds funny, but it's the truth. I had not heard a good Jew joke in decades since I was a kid. And uh, all of a sudden they're talking about anti-Semitism. Where was anti-Semitism even at? Where was this taking place? Why was it big enough to make it? I, I hadn't even seen it on the media. There was nothing on the media about anyone doing right. anything anti-Semite stuff. Right. So it was like a, pre- right. a preemptive thing, like getting people ready for anti-Semitism to become a big thing. I do think oh, that yeah. it's possible that um, Biden and his administration, the military industrial complex, are looking for a win because Ukraine is not the win that they wanted. Uh, they have lost all sorts of support there. I don't think uh, the right nor left want this thing in Ukraine. At least it's very few people that do, or very few even in Congress that do. Um, I think that Biden needs a win. Maybe this is a, a better solution. Maybe you, I don't know, you use some people to talk to some people in Iran and you say, hey, we're going to give you this $6 billion uh, that we're going to pretend like we have good eyes on, but we just need you to reallocate some money um, to put this money in as a, a humanitarian uh, fund and use the money that you already had in your humanitarian fund to go provide this other service for us to get this other thing going because we need some uh some money flow. We need the American people on our side. But now that's failing for them, too. You know, fortunately, unfortunately, however anybody wants to look at it, this whole Israel-Palestine right. thing is not looking good for Biden either. He's lost, what, four more percent 
He was already at 62% uh, disapproval rate as of, what, two or three weeks ago, and now he's at 68% disapproval rating. Uh, so he's losing support there. Um, I think that the next preemptive thing may be Iran, um, or Iran will get involved thereafter, but I think the next thing they're preemptively going for is uh, China attacking Taiwan. And then we're going to be backing another nation state. A World War III, uh, exactly. That's exactly what they want. Because why is yeah. Biden and Blinken telling Benjamin Netanyahu to stop ceasefire, but we're sending them money and he's not even listening to what we're telling them right. to do. And as far as the intelligence trade, that's not going to be any good because Israel already sold the F-17 plans to China a while back. So if we're giving them information and they giving it to our enemies to defeat us, and they making better jets with the jet plans we're giving them. That should be treason. Had you heard so, about that? <laughs> treason. I have not. I, I haven't heard yeah, about the F seventeen stuff. I have, to, I have to look into that. Yes, they Israel so gave away to China the jet plans for the F seventeen, and then um um um. What was I going to say? My last click, and I got to make this quick. I'm sorry. Uh, F seventeens, and I don't. Oh yeah, Israel also said they didn't do an attack and then later came and said that they did. So they don't lied on the tax that they done took claim for or didn't say they didn't do and then came back and said they did. So their credibility in the in the east over there in the is no good. Oh, like there have been times when it, uh there's been assassinations or some type of attack that Israel claimed not to have done in years past you're talking about. And then yeah, later they acknowledge it. Yeah. I've I've heard of things like that. Yeah. Yeah, just like this hospital bombing. They just so quick to everybody say, oh, it wasn't Israel. But who's to say if that was Israel or not? We ain't got you no know, investigations. They need a um, non-partial. <laughs> so that, they're just... That, was, that yeah. hospital thing gained a lot of publicity. And what was really weird is that I've seen a lot of people on the left, Rashida and Ilhan and all these people, began condemning Israel over it. And it did look as if it was highly likely that Israel may have done the hospital bombing. However, once the other footage came out, the hospital wasn't even hit. There weren't 300 people killed. You know, it was a black spot on a parking lot. 18 people, six people dead. Or is that what know, we were 12, told? 12 people injured. But, but the, the thing was, the weird part was three days later, we quit hearing about it. Why did we quit hearing about it? Well, Hamas had come out and said, oh. Yeah, we did that. Hamas came out and took, took credit. For Not it. Hamas, but <laughs> another another militant group that was out yeah, of that area. The, yeah, something jihadist group, right? Uh, whatever it was, I'm jihad. Sure they getting paid to take. Yeah. It. You can't trust these. I don't that's possible. See, that's Frederick, possible. but you're being I, kind of a conspiracy theorist. Just leave it as an I don't know, rather than no, try to blame. But they conspiracy theorists to say they didn't do it before an investigation. How do you know Israel didn't do it? You're going here confirming that it was Hamas before y'all have all the facts, and we're supposed to believe it. You're not supposed... I, mean, I don't I even mean, know why you Israeli care. Government, the Israeli government is locking everything <laughs> down, and all we hear is from the Israeli government that's known to lie. That's what I'm saying. We can't trust the information that we're hearing out of there. Yeah, but why do you even care? <laughs> yeah, because I, when I, I ran, when it's World War Three, and we got to take up for... we at war with Russia, and our gas prices at $13 a gallon, and everybody got to be forced to buy electric cars and this is exactly what they want, you'll say, oh, this must have been a plan. No wonder Ford went ahead and settled and paid all that money because they got a thousand, thousands of electric cars they can't sell that's overpriced because 
Elon Musk is out beating them with autonomous built electric cars. And but they got the money. So You're jumping around, man. You're jumping around gas, topics no, like gas, a black. The gas prices, the go the oil, gas prices. We're gonna be War with Iran will be war with Iran will be the anti-Trump voters' fault. No. Yes. Trump is for he the one started it by moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Do you think that gets? What does Iran care about the embassy moving to Jerusalem? Oh, that's the third temple they're trying to build. Iran cares about that. Yes, Iran care about that third temple because they're gonna be. Oh yeah, you're make, you're being ridiculous, man. You're just no. It's all connected, Hank. The oil, I, 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 the third temple, and the oil and the dollar is all combined, and it has to be World War Three to make it stand strong. The dollar's about to fall. Just pay blah, blah blah blah. Is it Frederick? Yeah, it's Frederick. Frederick's his name. Yeah, Frederick. I, I'm not so sure about that. So, um, I'm usually about a what few part? days ahead. I, I, I'm getting to it. One second. Um, I'm usually a few days ahead of uh, information before it gets uh, put on, you know, any of the mainstream news and whatnot. And I've got a lot of friends uh, that are still in the service, and that's why. And, and during the Trump uh, administration, uh, within a three to six months, um, I quit hearing bad reports about things that were going on in, say, Afghanistan or still ongoing stuff in Iraq. There weren't many attacks going on a, a lot of uh there wasn't a whole lot of pushback on the things that he was doing and there was a lot more agreement um obviously the these faiths and these nationalities don't get along 100 percent, but a lot of things had calmed down for a little bit um I, I, i'm not sure moving the embassy uh was as big of a deal as as it was polarized to be uh, I'm not saying whether it was a bad or good idea. I don't have an opinion on that. I have no idea. You don't uh, know but what I do Jared know Kushner is that... Sh- Let him finish. Let uh, him finish. I, we can talk I, Jerry I Kushner after. Okay. Let him finish. <laughs> but, well, all that I'm saying is that I, I don't think that uh, it was as big of a deal as it was made out to be. I don't know enough about it to have a huge opinion, except that nobody seemed to care. No, there, it was a, if, there, if anybody cared, it was an extremely small group. Didn't seem to have any pushback. That was done his second year in presidency. Um, so he had two, just over two years left of his presidency. That nothing bad, nothing bad came about that happening. You know, so I, I'm not, I'm not willing to put all this on uh, Trump. I'm not saying everybody likes Trump. I'm not saying everything he did was great. I'm not a, well, as as Hank knows, uh, I support certain ideas and, and certain bills, and I, I go right and left on various different things. Um, so I'm not a big Trump fan, but I, I don't think he caused anything that caused this. I don't think he did anything to cause this. If anything, things were absolutely more peaceful in yep. the Middle East and across the world while he was president. But Frederick just wants to jump to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So get your uh, Kushner bashing in, uh, Frederick. You may have a good point here. Talk about Kushner. If those, if those peace deals fell through, and he gave them, he earned a hundred billion dollars, <laughs> Kushner and Trump, while in office through these peace deals. It makes sense that those, um, everything was cool while he was in office, um, until he left office, and his peace deals fell through. You see, Saudi Arabia is now talking to Iran. Russia is talking, to all of these other companies, I mean, countries are trying to hook up with BRICS. So it's not like the peace deals that he brokered 
over there are standing up. That's why there's turmoil and rockets being fired from Yemen and Jordan's about to take Palestine's side. So it, it, it's a domino that starts to lead to more dominoes fall. But, well, look, again, I don't and have a whole big opinion. Because you're not a few I, days I, I, ahead I of anything if you don't know about Israel selling jet plans to China. No, the F-17s that's, to China thing was years was like years ago, right? The F-17s being so that's yeah, not any so two days ahead of anything. Money, that's just, that's just, you're trying to bat anyway. Uh, let him let him respond. The, the, the intelligence that they have is not any good because they saying Iran's avoiding the, <laughs> um, the nuke deal. No, They're no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's Iran let's stick right with. Now. I want to hear Matthew's response of caught in the middle. His response on the Kushner peace deals. Uh, okay. What's your take on that mess? Okay, so uh, look, I'm not extremely familiar with it, but the way that I understand things is that uh, Kushner had sat down with uh, various leaders in Palestine. Uh, Kushner has sat down with various leaders in Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia, different places. He had a lot of big investors, uh, companies, corporate entities that were willing to come in and they were going to do all these different things in Palestine. They were going to give them the imp- or the Middle East in Palestine. Oh, wow. the Middle East, but Palestine itself as well. OK, they were going to yeah. basically give them some some infrastructure to be able to provide for themselves. Um, and, and when I say give, I mean, you're talking about these companies buying into it. Uh, but also, given all these people work, you know, a lot of work, they were going to give them uh, uh, ways of employment. You know, everybody talks about 50% employment in Palestine. Well, they were going to employ all these people. Uh, they were going to give them jobs, give them a way of uh, to build an economy. And uh, when Trump and Kushner were out of office, uh, whatever Biden did, I have no idea. Biden did something to basically call <laughs> that stuff off. They didn't want these investors in there. Hmm. And uh, it looked like, it looks as if, it's an opinion. It was a pay to play. The Biden, the Biden administration uh, didn't want this money to go into this place. They, they didn't want this place to, to rise up and become a, a first world country the way it could be, the way it has the resources to be, the way it has the people to be. Hmm. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't want them to be on the up and up. They wanted them to stay down for whatever reason. I have no idea. They love victims. They love people being victims and and dependent, not self reliant, and uh, succeeding. Oh, okay. That's my take. Yeah. Right, so, Israel are you going to are you going to vote for Trump? The market lockdown on sympathy. I guess Israel get, got the um, the monopoly on sympathy. They no sympathy for nobody else but Israel. You weren't listening. If you if that's what you got from this conversation, Frederick. no, no, I heard him. He's right though. He he said it just right. I know about Kushner. I want y'all to wake up, y'all. I've been crying to this to y'all forever, and y'all the ones that don't see these connections. So he's right. He know a little <laughs> bit. I'm glad you're learning. So no, I have no rebuttal to that. But uh, I'm just saying. Are you voting for Trump? Israel sympathizes. Are you voting no. for why not? Cornell West. Oh, I'm not so, voting for nobody to kiss that wall, and you know it, Trump. So you want, I so you want to lose. Enough. You want to be a loser. <laughs> I'll be a loser before I fund terrorism. I'm not gonna just say, um, kill them kids and make Iran come kill us later, because I care about my grandbabies. I don't want nobody little making no new terrorists in five months right now. It's gonna grow up twenty years later and come back and kamikaze me. No, I don't want no fights over there. America C- first. Cornell West is Cornell West is they're gonna walk all over Cornell West. We're gonna have just as much He's war. Say America first, bring all our troops home and hey, 
leave them on stuck over there. I don't care. Hey, Cornell West first. wouldn't even win anyway. <laughs> are are you high, keep, Frederick? Are you I'm high? You don't have to answer that. That might be too personal. Not yet. I'm about to roll up though. I Whoa. Am about to roll up. Oh, do you have grand? Do you have, not to dox? I don't want you to dox yourself, Frederick. But do you have grandchildren? I got one grandson. Wow. He's about to be five on the tw- on the twentieth of this month. I'm going to get him. He'll be out here. I'm here five months next month. Okay. I'm going to bring him to church so you can see him. Right on, man. Well, it's good good talking with you, Tarek. Take care. Wow, what an interesting uh, discussion there. Um, A quick super chat, man. Uh, I have Matthew caught in the middle, 0823 on uh, YouTube there. The fake solution is mass emigration into Canada and America says Canadian David on Rumble, and bring these tribal wars to the West to disrupt and distract the populace while the sold-out politicians further erode uh, sovereignty and freedom. I, they're already doing good, that on the southern border. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. I mean, didn't, wasn't Israel talking about sending the uh, Palestinians as refugees to Egypt and then eventually to, like, Canada? Yeah, ex- except that I have, I have to give the administration a little bit of a, a give here. They said no to that. We don't want them. Which, no, which, which administration? <laughs> Trudeau's? The, the Biden. The Biden administration oh, so good. far has said no, no, no thanks. I, I don't know about Trudeau over there. He's, yeah. It, that's, that's the Gavin Newsom of Canada. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> he used to be a kind of a boxer, but right? He, Tr- Justin Trudeau used to be a boxer, I think. And then you can't uh, be much older than me, right? We can go. I heard, I saw a picture, I saw some Twitter video of him running, and he kind of runs sort of like a girl. <laughs> it's interesting, but anyway, uh, it's kind of a pretty boy over there. It, 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 it's possible. I mean, Canada has been known to take in a lot of people. I mean, I, I have friends up there that are saying that uh, the Asian, the Asian communities, yeah, uh, do a lot of lot of things up there, and they're quote unquote taking a lot of jobs and. Doing different things, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me. However, I, I don't see many first world countries wanting this mess. Yeah, I, I don't see them wanting unless there's some sort of huge favor that they can get out of it. I, I don't see them wanting this mess, man. What a mess! What a shame! It, if you have, I w- I would be surprised even if Rashida and Ilhan were asked about bringing these people over. I would, I would be shocked if they said they wanted them in America. Oh, really? I think they would have a. I think they might have a circular answer, without saying yes to that. I think it would be something more like, "No, they should just be given their homes back. Oh, they true. should be given their land back." I think they'd say something like that rather than, "Yeah, let's bring them over." I think that everybody knows better. That's interesting, man. Ilhan Omar, when you when you say knows better, uh, what do you mean by that? Like. Does that mean that they will be uh, a trouble. total trouble? Trouble. There'll be a lot of trouble. Yeah. In that they will be kind of radical, uh, violent, potentially. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Radical. Radical. Uh, they'd be radical. They wouldn't want to fall in line with American uh, laws. Yeah. Um, they, 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 have, uh, they, they follow their faith laws, right? Um, I don't know what their faith laws are, but they don't have a lot of government law. And uh, that doesn't fall in line with uh, America. You know, I'm not sure it's something they could be taught um, yeah. within a they, they need a generous amount of time to to conform to American society 
I think it would be a, a burden. I think they know this. I think there's certain things they might take part in that they're not going to be able to defend. Um, it, it would just be a bad idea. There's, it's like the Democrats and the rhinos even love to bring in trouble to America because they've, they've brought in trouble through the legal immigration, illegal immigration, refugee resettlement. Uh, they don't mind a certain level of trouble. But I guess this is going to be like beyond what's uh, yeah. what they can defend on a PR type of basis. Because the PR is yeah. basically these people are just looking for a better life, and then they come in. They don't have our values. They their kids cry racism against our well against us, and they become it just becomes division and watering down the the white Christian conservative vote you know, that Tucker has talked about and many others have talked about. It's a, sh- it's a shame what's gone on in America. Yeah, and in Canada. Shame. It's a mess. Yeah. It's all a mess. Terrible. Yeah, I think, it, I think it would be next level. I think that something that may come out, this is, this is an opinion, maybe a little bit conspiratorial, but I think that's something that the Biden administration trying to keep down right now is that we potentially have cartels already in America. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that that would be the immediate kind of trouble that you would end up with if you brought a lot of these people in at one time. I mean, Egypt doesn't want them. Jordan, I don't think, wants them. Um, you, you're running a risk. It's wild. And it sounds like Israel wants to drive them out and take over the land, maybe. Or I don't know. It's they're divided on the issue. Yeah, divided. Uh, you know, we're coming to the to a close. Let's wrap it up here, Matthew. Any last words that you wanted to touch on or uh, tell the people about here? Um, not a whole lot, man. Uh, we didn't uh, get to the, the presidential uh, thing uh, today. Maybe we'll touch that another day. Um, the world's crazy. The war is tragic. Yeah. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about what happens in these other countries. We have no idea. Um, people have opinions based off of ideologies and feelings. And uh, until people uh, put themselves into these places, there's not a, there's not a book you can read. Uh, there's not a teacher that's likely to have spent enough time in these areas to be able to teach someone uh, how these places work and function and how they go about day-to-day life. And I, I wish that people would have less opinion. And, yeah. uh, just accept that you don't have to be in uh, any sympathizer or be in league with anyone to say that if someone were to have done what happened to Israel on October 7th to America or any other country in the world, we wouldn't care what happened after that. We would we would go quote unquote bomb the shit out of them. We've <laughs> Sorry, done it. Kids. Other countries have done it. You know, it, it's happened every single conflict or war that's ever taken place um everybody just has a cell phone now it's very polarized yeah um everything is propaganda if you see it on the news it's because somebody allowed it um so having an opinion on it is is based off false assumptions i haven't honestly even tried to follow it closely i'll read the cnn morning updates on what's going on and this this ladies at the skim and right that's about where I'll leave it, and then I'll, I'll talk with the people, and the, some people know better a little bit about what's going on, but 
it honestly doesn't really concern us, you know? Right. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, I, I, think that we, I think that we should have a lot less involvement uh, socially and physically yeah. than, than, than we currently have, that's for sure. I think there's a lot of distraction. People get caught up in the news and don't deal with their own lives. And then they just start fighting with other people who also aren't dealing with their own lives. And it's yep. just entertainment. Yep. It's a lot of time spent on uh, social media. Yeah. Terrible. Well, I appreciate you, man. Um, so you're going to start streaming again uh, now that you have your setup. Uh, how can people yeah. find you? And uh, let's close this out. It's uh, Caught in the Middle 0823 on YouTube. And uh, what is it? Matthew CITM on uh, X. I'm going to stop following it Twitter because that was the liberal platform. <laughs> now we got the First Amendment platform under under X. I'm calling it Zeke. Right. Uh, find me at those two places. Uh, yeah, I should be uh, streaming again. Hopefully within the next month, I'll have this place built out uh, today to come on the show. I just set my phone in a tripod and a, cool, a man. light ring and uh, came out here and got my privacy and uh, set it up to join you here on the podcast. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Take care. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been the Hake Report. Catch American Anchor Baby after uh, at noon-ish Pacific time, Pacific Standard time. This is Nibali. It's Menomina Monday. Adios, America. Enjoy Menomina. Bye. Oh, and there's a buy me a coffee. Topical, too. Spoiler alert, bought a coffee. They don't want the Canadian border to be as porous because they don't want white Americans to be able to run there easily as white genocide picks up the pace. Interesting, man. Thanks for the show. Not music. Adios. Yeah, I, no, it's crazy. Canada is no escape. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I like the vibe that Menomina has. M-E-N-O-M-E-N-A. Yeah, like from the Muppets, maybe. Shout out to Nick the American Anchor Baby and Hassan helping make the show happen. And shout out to the sick baby seal. Well, that sea lion or seal was sick. A lot of sick seals on the shores around here lately, past few months. Vibe, a liberal word.
Well, adios, America. See you guys later.